Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, breaking news from the Married at First Sight universe. A lot of people, including us, have questioned repeatedly why Chris was cast for this show. Dr. Pepper apparently couldn't take the criticism anymore and posted this to her Instagram. Note, Dr. Pepper then deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) Without further ado, let's read the message. First, the caption. As many of you know, this season of MAFS included a match that has turned out to be both disappointing and often offensive to myself and the viewers. I wanted to make sure you all could have some of the context that I do for why this man was allowed to participate in our program. No excuses. It was a bad call. But please, if you are upset about this match, take a minute to read my words and see how seriously we vet these people before matching them, and how much I empathize with all those at home who are horrified by Chris's actions. Pepper. Dear Married at First Sight fans, thanks everyone for being concerned about Chris. I understand, of course, so let me try and explain from my point of view. First of all, we do a lot of in-depth research on people. Not only do they have to fill out long questionnaires and have several interviews with all three of us, plus producers, There is also an outside independent psychological firm that gives tests to applicants at two different times. There is also a forensic researcher looking for any legal infractions in the last 10 years. And we also look a decade back for social media posts that might disqualify someone. All this is to say that if someone gets past all this and turns out to be a bad fit for this process, they have fooled a lot of people. A lot is bolded. One reason we think that this can happen is that all of this is an in-depth, but not necessarily happening when a person is under stress. People do change a lot when threatened or disappointed. I also understand why people might want us not to continue filming this couple. The reason we keep on is that we have seen similar train wrecks turn around. For example, go to the season in Boston and look at Shawnee's and Jeffy, where she misspells Jeffy's name. It's miserable to watch in the beginning, but he turns around, breaks down, changes the way he approaches his wife and his life, and the changes are both life-changing and inspirational. They are happily married now with a beautiful child. Granted, this is exceptional, but it does happen, and so we watch things play out. Even if the couple doesn't get together, at least one person can grow and gain strength and know more about who she or he is 
and what they want in a partner. More time in the experiment also gives us experts more time to counsel to try and help them work through tough experiences. Do I or any of the experts mince words with Chris? I don't think so. I am appalled at some of the things he has said and done. I don't know how many of our statements to him make the final cut for me or anyone else, but no one is giving Chris a pass. I can understand, however, if you don't think it's enough, but our role is different from your role. We give honest feedback, but not everyone can listen and use our insights and critiques to be a better person. It's also true that we can tell Paige what we think is in her best interests, i.e. cut all interaction, but that doesn't mean that she agrees with us and wants to end the relationship. She's an adult, a person determined to see this experiment through, and she considers what we say, but she does what she wants to do. But does a lot of it break my heart as much of it as has broken yours? Do I understand your disgust? Of course I do. We must take responsibility for this match. But I assure you that the Chris we all see now is not the Chris we met and married to Paige. I wish we knew how to get to the core of someone's intent and their ability to love all the time, but we cannot. What we have done, however, is over all these seasons, try very hard to make good matches and great relationships. And we do take pride in the many marriages and families that we have put together that are worthy and lasting. I wish it was perfect record. That's what we try for, but that doesn't seem to be possible. We tell everyone that that truth, that this is a high risk endeavor, even with three trained professionals matching the couples and giving them support all along the way. But we are not relationship wizards. There will be some failures. However, we think the many life enhancing successes we have created justify the continuation of Married at First Sight. Sincerely, Pepper. Tane, hit me. What do you think? I don't know. You know, I just want a translator. I want my Rosetta Stone. I want my Babel app, my Duolingo to get as many languages as possible just to say bullshit. <laughs> That was a lot of pages of a lot of not full taking responsibility. You know how when someone says, I'm sorry, but they say, I'm sorry, but there's no but. She said, we must take responsibility for this match, but I assure you that I, I, didn't, I didn't like the statement. But I think my first question is, how? Who let her press send? <laughs> <laughs> I think. And this is what happens to people in the public eye all the time. You would think after so many seasons, you know, they would be more used to it. But these experts have been getting it for the past three weeks. Pastor Cal, Dr. Viviana, Dr. Pepper. Their comments, their direct messages is full of people who are so mad about this. Yeah. And I think she just broke. And she just started writing and typing and writing and typing. And she was like, how can I get people to understand whatever it is that she's trying to say? Yeah. I feel like what she's trying to say is it's not my fault. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm like, you just shouldn't have said anything anyways. Because there's nothing new that we haven't heard. Every time there's a shit show couple, they say, well, trust me, we did our best. We can't guarantee what happens. Yeah, we know all that on the base level, you know? So I'm just like, why spend all your time to do this? And Dr. Pepper has been there the longest. She's been there from the beginning. But even if she was going to send something, knowing the age that we live in, I would still want someone to proofread. At least you would know how to spell Jeffy's name. Not that he spent <laughs> a whole season and a spinoff and couple scam with him, but okay. 
Like, it, it was just not a good... So if your reason is the reason she did this, she just made it doubly worse. <laughs> People never learn. And I understand that social media is still somewhat new, but it's like human beings cannot seem to let things go. Social media is filled with people responding to things when they should have just let it go. Just let it go. Here's the other thing. Dr. Pepper does not address, just because of this, I went and did some more research on ratings. Last week, the the show going back about, I went back a year and a half, the show typically gets its highest ratings on decision day. It's actually amazing the, the jump that happens for regular episodes and then when we get to decision day. Mm-hmm. Last week's episode was comparable to decision day ratings. Oh, wow. So, yeah, everybody's freaking out and upset, but the show is getting its money. <laughs> yeah. We're all watching. We yeah. are going to have to answer for us watching if we're really that upset about, oh, how Paige is treated. Well, there's an answer for that. They're not the only element of the show. It's different if they're the only couple and we're like, we're taking a stand. We're not watching. But there are other people on there that we're interested in. There are people who want to know how Brie and Vince are going to go. People want to know how Ryan and Clara, the problem is it's a package deal. Chris and Paige <laughs> come with a package deal. Like, if we decided we're going to sit out a season... What we're not watching the rest of the people. Exactly. And and the lesson is because if you go back, every season has a shit show. I mean, Henry and Christina were a shit show. We all enjoyed it. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I was going to bring up that point. I don't know if I, okay, I enjoy it per se. I just think I accept it because it comes with a package. Um, What I was going to say was, like, the flip side, everyone seems to think automatically, and I think this is an American reality show um, line of reasoning, that if it's drama and if it's negative, then that's ratings. But I think for a show like Maths, and I might eat my words on this, we also like it when there's love involved. Because remember, this new turn of successful couples have only come in the last two, three years. We're used to shit shows, but when we have, like, successful couples, look at the success of Woody and Imani and um, Miles and Karen. We actually do enjoy seeing them go through that journey that we don't know that if we actually have good couples, it might be good. We might enjoy that. And even good couples have, I don't want to call it drama, but they have interesting things going on. Well, yeah, and and off the top of my head, I'm thinking of all the shit show couples, quote unquote, and I got to tell you that I don't think it was fun to watch. Watching Shanice and Jeffy, I think we should talk about them next, was not fun. <laughs> when I first read it, I was real annoyed with Dr. Pepper for bringing up Shanice and Jeffy, because I think the other thing is, we used it in the last episode, we used the word abuse. That's very different from cheating. Yeah. Or incompatibility. Yes. Even different from blackmail. (laughs) Abuse is what I think people are like really getting upset about because we feel like we're watching someone being abused. Yes. And they're not comparable in any way. Like, I I just don't, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself because we're going to talk about Shawnice and Shawnice is fine with it and that's her life. 
But from the outside, I just didn't, you read that at first glance and it just seems like you're putting them on the same level. And then right before that, she was saying, quote unquote, think of other train wreck couples. Like, what the hell? They have a child now. Like, even if you thought they were a train wreck, like, just don't bring it up. Don't bring up any comparisons. Just keep it general and say there were couples in the past that may have been blah, 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 or started, you know. Why didn't you just say Jamie and Doug? The difference is that it was the woman who was doing it to the man, I think. But and that, that, I think it's a little the, bit of a slander, to be honest, against Jeffy because very much so. Jeffy was never Chris. Jeffy, I don't want to get close to you, but he was never ever anything like Chris. And Shawnee's made that point when she made this video. Um, she said, you know, she understood that the comparison is that it's painful to watch, but I don't yes. think Shawnee's is understanding that. The painfulness is not with awkwardness or incompatibility. The painfulness is with gaslighting and abuse. It's actually more like Kate and Luke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But she doesn't want to compare Jeff- them to Kate or Luke because she's like, well, I want to compare them to a successful couple. There has never been a successful couple that was like this because it's Jeff- not going to happen. Jeffy was never disrespectful to Shawnee. Yeah, he wasn't attracted to her, but he didn't even want to say that to her because he had the cognizance to know that you just don't blurt that out to someone and think, oh, that's okay. They'll, you know, get over it. At least I think if my memory serves me right. Am I right? Or am exactly. I? Yeah, I mean, so, from yeah. my memory, yeah, they were incom. I think there's just a huge difference between incompatibility and like the situation we have. Yes. Beyond the, the abusive factor, I get very hesitant to say that word because Shanice even said it. She said, you don't know Chris. I'm not going to speak on it. I can tell you that my relationship is nothing like their relationship, but I don't, you know, we're only watching a part of it. You know, she, she, she really spoke at it from the perspective of someone who's been on the show and, and a lot of other cast members have gotten on social media and said things about Chris and Shanice refuses to do that. Um, if you haven't listened to her statement, even though I was like, girl, why are you driving and giving a statement? I like, know. That is not <laughs> comfortable to watch. But I applaud her. I think she handled it very well. She spoke very well. She addressed every single thing without one slandering or comparing herself to anyone. She made it very clear. This is where we stand. And I I, I mean, she was graceful, graceful towards Dr. Pepper, too, because... Anybody could have taken that left, like, oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? But she made her points, stated them very clearly, and just kept it moving. And, yeah, I thought it was really great. I honestly, from watching that video, I have more optimism about Shanice and Jeffy than I've ever had. That in combination with their Good Couples Cam episodes, I'm like, I think you guys are in a really good place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope so, at least you know, for them. And I think they're very protective of their family because Shawnee's made the choice to leave Twitter because it was affecting, you know, her mental state and, you know, all Mavs fans, actually just fans in general are rabid. Like, yeah, we talk about them. Yeah, we might talk shit about them. But guys, like, I hopefully none of our listeners are any of these rabid fans because it's so weird to me. How would I ever, I can't imagine myself sending a death threat <laughs> To, to a cast member because oh you did I, you don't know these people they don't pay your bills guys like wow that's kind of just so wild to me again I say it I'm, we're fans we're very super fans the most that I've ever done was 
rag, rag out on Pastor Cal for Kate and Luke because, like Aid said, this is the that is the most comparable situation where I think that it is abuse. And the thing these experts do all the time, because for those who don't know, Pascal did an interview. Um, I think we posted it in our stories, which was also a load of shit. And Dr. Viviana did another interview and was just like, no, we'll never do that. Is they keep saying they have agency and if they don't want to leave, they can't do anything about it. And that is so ridiculous to me. If someone, if the building is on fire and the person says, you know what, I like heat. You know, I think I can weather it. You know, I think my faith could save me and nothing's going to happen to me. Are you not going to drag that person out the building? If production called this whole thing off, we're not going to film you. We're not going to shoot you. Does anybody really think... Basically, we're going to assign you guys a minder to follow you around, but we will not shoot you anymore. Don't you think that this thing would be over very quickly if that happened? So they're playing their part in it. So everyone should stop with that load of crap of they have agency. Can we poke holes in this statement, sure. by the way? Because she made a statement about um, a, psych- a full panel psychological two separate, two things out of this. You need to fire them. <laughs> I, I keep saying it. We've said it in through the seasons. I'm not an expert. If I had one conversation with Chris, I am not letting him anywhere near the show. How? Who did the psychological scanning panel screening with Chris twice and said, you know what? Yep, he's fit and he's ready to go. Who? What she doesn't mention is, is that the psychological screening is to make sure that they are not at risk for things like self-harm, at risk for harming others, at risk for, you know, having a mental breakdown. The psychological screening is not about whether or not they make an appropriate spouse. That's what she left out. Because reality TV psychological screening is not the same as psychological screening for marriage. Okay, I get it with with the screening, but either way, I still think it's not a thorough job being done. I don't know. There are a lot of people who theorize that they bring people like this on here on purpose because it's good for ratings. Man, I don't want to think that. I really don't because that will make me think so low of the three of them. And I don't want to. I don't think I'm ready to. (laughs) I don't think I'm ready to. (laughs) But yeah. If it's not the three of them, here's the other thing. People in the public eye just cannot seem to do it. If you know that you are not responsible for this, but you are now the public face of responsibility, then your options are to take responsibility or to be honest and say, you know what, there is a producer hand in this, which we know there's a producer hand in this. Yeah, probably. But here's the part she also didn't address. Something like this happens in Vegas. A lot of things happen when he's told her she's not attractive. Then he tells her, like, oh, I'm not doing this. Then he says, I'm having a baby. Then he says to the girlfriend, why is an expert not on call to speak to her? Now, if they tell us the lie that they did, why would the producers choose not to show that? It sounds like she's saying we did speak. She's implying, and then I don't trust it, because if it's true, just say it outright, that they have told Paige to leave. 
Yes, but when? I'm just saying, like, I'm sure they talk to them. I mean, next week, Pastor Cal is on there and talking to her. I'm just saying, like, immediately it happened just as a check-in. Like, hey, this is going on. This is this. And I'm just like, why wouldn't they speak to her immediately? And if their excuse is that, yes, we did, why would the producers choose not to show it? Because I think that mitigates some of the comments that they're getting. That's why I don't think it happened, to be honest. I don't know. I'm not sure if it happened or it didn't happen. If I was her and my employer, because they're employed by the show, was hanging me out to dry like this, then go on ahead and quit. Or go on ahead and throw them under the bus and say, I talked to Paige five times, but they chose not to show it. But I'm sure they have a contract that says that they can't go against the narrative that the show presents. So they can't go out there and defend themselves. <laughs> and then you end up with the half defense that she puts out. That sounds silly. I think they can. Remember last season when they had the sex conversation and Dr. Viviana showed us some visits that she made, but they just didn't show it because they only showed the people that either the ones that had had sex or the ones that hadn't, one or the other. But yeah, she came out and every now and then they come out and say, oh, we visited, but they just didn't show it on air. So anyways, I'm going to make a bold call. And we'll see. But I feel like Dr. Pepper is going to leave after the season. Okay, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I think the money must be real good. And it's not just the money. I mean, they get to congratulate. When there are successful couples, they get to take that credit too, you know? So I think this is all actually a lot of like, I'm trying to think of a term for, it's just none of, none red herring. I don't, none of this is important. <laughs> all of this social media, bash, none of, they're going to continue to cast some good couples, some train wrecks. We will continue to watch. The end. All of this fighting on social media is a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, especially as they get successful couples. It's just like, hey, we get one this time. Because I remember earlier in the days when it was just a train wreck, and I'm like, just cancel the show. Like, let's just give up now, and nothing is happening. And you think every season would be like, okay, just be more cognizant and get, you know, better candidates. And every season it was like, we still got more train wrecks. And it was like, we never had any complaint. The only difference I might see now is we're in a pandemic. Everyone is more intense. They're getting more popular. Is that going to affect anything? If anything, they have to maintain that balance. I think they'll continue to maintain the balance where there will be one couple that is just so outrageous and another couple that's a little bit outrageous and then normal couples where people just act normal and are either into each other or not into each other's successes like even like brett and olivia last year incompatible yeah still entertaining (laughs) yeah yeah that's true i think the last thing i want to say about this is there was a part of her statement where she said Even if, you know, it doesn't work out, you get to grow and you learn from it. I don't like that narrative. I get it. When bad things happen, you know, negative experiences happen to people, you learn from it. But in this case, these people, especially someone like Paige, put their entire trust in the experts, hoping like they've actually put their back into this and being very thorough. But there's side effects to this. 
So I don't like also sometimes how people say things have to be hard for you to enjoy the other side of it where, you know, it becomes good. I don't like that narrative at all because the the negative that you speak of is this girl having to go through this whole experience again on national TV that I don't care how strong you are. It's just not a good look or a good thing to go through that she has to get out of her system and move forward. It's that suffering narrative. I completely agree with you. And it applies in so many different ways where people look at suffering and say, oh, but you learned a lesson. You know, it would have been better if you hadn't suffered at all. (laughs) (laughs) And it is real bold for you to say someone else should suffer so they should learn a lesson. That's a statement that only a person should be able to make. Like, I went through this and I learned something that you're allowed to do. Outsiders should not be saying that. Yeah. Especially outsiders who make money off your suffering. (laughs) Exactly. Because you don't know how much damage is being done or what's left over. So don't speak on the person's suffering. But yeah, I don't think I'm encouraged by the fact that Dr. Pepper said there's still a lot more for us to see. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't want to see this no more. I don't say, I'm telling you, a, a little part of me is just like, man, what if Paige and Chris is still together? Because I have seen it even in real life where people are like, Maybe this is going to be my testimony and that's what keeps them going. Like someday it's going to switch and they can't wait to be, you know, the hero of this love story. And Paige has been dropping nuggets that sound like that. So I'm just terrified. I'm terrified that they're still together. But again, if she's happy, am I happy? You know how someone says, if you're happy, I'm happy. I don't know. If she's happy, I don't know. No. Well, if she's happy, I refuse. (laughs) The only way, actually, that I can keep on watching is that they are going to be over. I hope it's soon. And if they are together, I I, I don't even have words for how... I, I just have to believe that this relationship is going to be over soon. Hopefully, Chris is back with his, you know, mother of his child and raising a family far, far away from Paige. Oh my God. I've never wanted a season to end so bad. Um, we got at least 12 episodes to go. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've never wanted the season to come, like, the finale to come so fast because, I mean, some people know what's happened because there's spoilers all around, but I'm not one of them who wants to know. But I, I can't wait. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to a uh, special episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch you next week on a regular episode recap. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.